0: good afternoon, good morning, wherever you guys may be. This is Howard Sapp with Now. And I'm so glad that you've had an opportunity to come back. And we thank you so much for tuning in. And we just want to just appreciate you guys just for your support as we go through a lot of different topics and we go through a lot of different pieces of what's going on at our current state, our local area, as well as nationally. We want to make sure that you guys are well informed. I want to thank again so much for my good compadre Dr. Cindy Banye, for being with us. So Dr. Cindy Banye, shout out to the people.
1: That's right. Yeah, we're certainly going through it here in the state of Florida, aren't we?
0: (laughs) Definitely that. Yeah, so we want to look at this, and it's just so much that we can talk about, but we want to talk today specifically about this piece, and I'm sure a lot of you guys know, and you've been listening to the news, and you've been seeing things going on, but a lot of things that's happening right now, we can just go on and on, but one specific thing, we're talking about the uh, the DEI and the new bill that was signed by our quote-unquote governor, Ron DeSantis, the DEI, diversity and equity and inclusion bill that now is affecting our higher education piece. And that's some of the things that we really want to talk about today and how that actually affects so many pieces as we look at this bill and Cindy and at the pieces of this bill and, and how, how it touches on so many different things. And we want to make sure that everybody knows basically how this thing affects you and how it's going to look at parsing out different or affecting other areas in in society or definitely in Florida.
1: In the show notes, we're talking about Senate Bill 266. And I want to call that out because I actually had a hard time finding it (laughs) <laughs> because all the reports yesterday, as Governor DeSantis was signing this, said, "Oh, it's a DEI in h- higher education." There is nothing in the summary or the description of it that's really readily ab- available that indicates that is what this bill is aimed at. They really try to smooth it over and make it sound like, "Oh, we're just some reforms kind of thing about certain topics." And mm-hmm. so, if you want to follow it, we'll put the link in at Senate Bill 266. It was passed by the Florida Legislature and then signed into law yesterday by Ron DeSantis, and it will go into effect here in the state of Florida on July 1st.
0: July 1st. That's right. That's right. So definitely look at that. And we encourage everyone uh, to Go back and begin to look at these things, look at these bills, look at what's happening in our state, look at the laws and the policies and the bills and everything that are being signed so that you guys can definitely stay aware and know what's going on. And so you'll know how to fight. So as we look at this particular bill, again, it talks about diversity and it talks about the equity and it talks about the inclusion. And it's more than ECI, too. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. So one thing I want to, want to look want people to understand, when you look at diversity, and everybody looks at diversity, you look at diversity, most of the time people just look at diversity as a race thing. And that's one of the things they look at. And they say, it's a black-white issue. And it's um, basically where they want to say that they had the, uh, the civil rights movement. And they want to say affirmative action and these particular pieces because of diversity. But what people have to understand is this thing goes well beyond just that race. Because I look at diversity and I was doing some study and it says that in the diversity piece, you talk about diversity when it talks about age. And when you look at these things, diversity in the age, it says right now, it says the the working class, it's becoming less or we're having less workers at age 35 or younger. And we're having more workers between the ages of 35, 55, 60 ish and that type of thing. That area is increasing. So now we look at, so older persons are working longer so now, you know, if that is the case, how does or how do policies and everything affect those that are older? So when we look at these particular things, so diversity, look at one that particular piece, the age. Then you look at, of course, the gender and how we look at gender is now being basically redefined. So when we look at gender being redefined, is things aren't the way that they used to be. So our laws, protecting, guiding, being there for people that now that are falling under this redefinition of the gender piece. So then we look at, yes, we look at the ethnicity. Then we look at ethnicity as, of course, you know, our cultures. And if we be honest you know about it, we have so many cultures now that are intermixed. Of course, interracial families are coming and more and more and more are being introduced into society. So when we look at the diversity piece as well as the education piece, but the diversity now we have to look at so many different things. And so people have to get out of just a race piece, but look at the whole scope of how our society is being right now, being growing, how we're growing into society as far as the diversity piece is concerned. So it's not Mm -hmm. just a race thing, but you talk about so many different things that touch people in so many different areas of their life that they have to understand diversity is a huge, huge piece. So when we look at, the diversity. It's not just a race thing. And that's one of the things that I really wanted people to understand that it's not just a race piece, but it's so many other facets that go along with this. That's going to affect people individually. It affects your family. It affects your kids. It affects what you do when you leave going outside of the confines of your home. So many different things are being affected. When you look at this particular thing, so when we look at, and I think one of the things that we were talking about is in the workforce, when they say now employers aren't required to, or make a requirement of diversity training for employees, but you have so many issues where even in our schools, where people say that they didn't understand the cultural differences of different mm-hmm. people, why they do the things that they do, why they say the things that they say, mm-hmm. why they react the way that they react but you're taking away an avenue of people to understand one another. So it's just crazy the way that we look at these things and the way that these things are happening. And I, and I can go, and I'm going to let you jump right on I was going to say, let, let, let me jump me, in, because I have a few go, thoughts go ahead, on this. I got a lot today, but... I know,
1: this one's got us going, for sure. So this is a continuation of the culture war from Ron DeSantis. This yeah. started with the discussion on critical race theory, and then they shifted to DEI, because DEI actually exists where critical race theory doesn't exist in the mm-hmm. schools. Mm-hmm. And so the targeting of it at different places of employment and education was one of the places that they decided to throw this culture. culture. Culture war stuff on it. There's no evidence that shows us that this is bad or counterproductive. In fact, most of the management evidence shows us that your organizations function better with higher levels of diversity and inclusion. And when you get your team to work better, no matter what's going on. So, that all aside, this is all just culture war nonsense. But I wanted to also say that this whole bill offends me personally because I have been a university instructor for 10 years here in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. And I have actually taken a university diversity and inclusion course that was offered through my university. I was certified in 2019 and mm-hmm. it was an amazing opportunity. I did it even though I didn't get any extra pay. I'm just a part time instructor, so I don't get all the bells and whistles, but I thought it was important. And one of the things that I learned in that course had nothing to do with race, but it had to do with inclusivity around mm-hmm. learners, different learning styles, and people with disabilities. Let's not forget that they're being thrown under the bus with That's this right. as well. That's right. I learned how to take my course that was online and Check for all these different things. Am I am I using a color scheme that's gonna be hard for low vision people? Do I have audible options for those folks? How am I going to interact and engage with students who have different disabilities in the coursework? Am I giving different options for them to be successful as well? And it was eye-opening for me to think about that. So it's not just this limited race thing. It's about really how do we work better together as a team? And how can we, me as an instructor in the university system, how am I reaching all of the students that I should be Mm -hmm. teaching and instructing? So that's just one of the things I'm mad about. I'm going to hand it back to you, though, so we can (laughs) dive into the other areas.
0: No, and that's good. And that's so good. So we look at that and like you say, it's when you look at different things. And as we look at different things and different pieces, we see that how these things begin to parse themselves out. But this is one of the... And these are some of the areas that Ron DeSantis wants to attack. He wants to attack these things because he does not want the inclusion of people. He does not want the inclusion of various races and everything. And he calls he calls this or saying that we're indoctrinating people into a series of racist things that, that's going on, or we're indoctrinating them into quote unquote this woke society that he wants to say the Florida's where the, the woke society come to die and that type thing. And it's it's just so crazy how the thinking to me that he has because You don't want to include everybody into the system of where you think things should go or how we feel as though the society should operate. You want to make it specifically for a specific group of people and specifically this is what you want to do. And to me, it's crazy because. If that's not indoctrination, I don't know what is because you're taking exactly. the books that are out, you're taking the books that are out now that gives people the ability to look at other views and formulate their own. You take the ability for teachers to give or to offer students a way of, of thinking to really expose them to various things, not just saying that this is what you should say or what the way that you should think, but it's just giving them... Consider certain things and consider based on these particular facts. Do your own research. Look up your own pieces Go ahead and dive into various things that give various points of view Any book that you read and I don't care what book that is is going to give you a viewpoint of something Now is that the viewpoint of this particular writer that particular writer a lot of things? They're going to give you a viewpoint of something, but it's up to that reader to decide. Okay This is what I feel as though is true and I know in today's Mm -hmm. society A lot of people want to say, let me, this is what my quote unquote, my truth is. And I don't, not really getting into that because I don't know what anybody thinks or feels, but at least you want to give them the opportunity to be able to make decisions based on the things that they see and they think. But our current governor wants people to think the way that he thinks. He wants to take certain things out. And if I'm going to take all of the colors out of the, the color spectrum and just give you white and take everything else out. And then I'm going to say, what colors do you see? Well, I see white. You are totally correct. This is all you're giving me. You're not giving me, or allowing me to see anything else different. Right. That's not an indoctrination. If that's not some type of, and I think I've said it before, and we'll just say, if that's not some type of special club, we'll put it that way. <laughs> and I don't know what is. So right. that's the way that you're really training the mind of others to think that this is the only color that's out there. Anything else is wrong. And if you don't see that this point is right, then you are wrong. And we're going to make laws to say that we're going to, quote unquote, put you in jail because your thinking is wrong. And
1: I wanted to add on a couple of things about the indoctrination because there's a lot of other stuff in this bill. Everybody in the news has picked up on the DEI part, but there's a lot more scary stuff in there. The DEI is just like the flashing light. So there's actually a whole section... That dictates to the universities in the state of Florida what they can teach and what they cannot teach. Mm -hmm. And it's never been this specific. I can tell you, as like a 10-year veteran at this point in time, I teach general education courses. There's a whole section on what general education has to include, especially if it's dealing with civic literacy. This is actually what I teach American (laughs) government, right? And it says you have to have this diverse standpoint. It has to be evidence-based history. It's basically. Putting a lot of parameters around it, saying if you happen to teach anything about systemic racism or its effect on institutions, then you're in the wrong. And I don't know what kind Mm -hmm. of consequences there are to find out, but. Probably will find out at some point. <laughs> uh, uh, but even in the social science, there's a whole section in that bill that's brand new that outlines exactly how universities can teach these materials. And that's mm-hmm. really frightening. We haven't had that before. In fact, academia right. and higher ed really pushes back a bit against these types of things because of academic freedom. Universities should be a place to research and explore talk about different ideas, and it shouldn't be the government dictating what those ideas are. So we're in some really serious authoritarian ground
0: here. Totally. And you you can see that just based off of what you just got through saying, then you can go back, and we're not talking about it today, but then you can go back to the abortion bill. So how you, you, like you just said, just wanting to have that kind of authority where the government shouldn't be dictating, but it should be a choice. So to me, this is just like that particular bill. You don't want to give people a choice outside of basically what you feel as though is correct. What you feel as though is correct based on how you were brought up, based on your parents, based on your ethnicity, based on your gender, based on your education, based on all of these things and all of these experiences that you have had, that's how you come to the conclusion of the things that you've come to. But you're just one person. That does not mean that your wife would feel the same way. That does not mean that your kids will feel the same way because your kids are being brought up in an era that is totally different than the one that you were brought up in. Now, Mm -hmm. yes, you can tell your kids what's right, what's wrong or whatever, but regardless of how you want to try and do it and how you want to try and protect them from all of the bad stuff that's out there, they're going to see some bad stuff Mm -hmm. because bad stuff is out there. But there is so much, good. but just because it's different does not mean that it's bad. Just because it's different from the way that you were brought up based on the things that happening to you then does not mean that it's wrong or bad now. Just because it's different. And that's the what that's to me a lot of what you know DeSantis is actually doing right now. Just because it's different doesn't mean that it's bad. And that's you you can. I know my wife and I, we talk so much about the way that, and I know tons of people talk about it, the way that we were brought up from, we'll call it back in the day, how <laughs> school was back in the day, how parenting was back in the day, and how all of these things were back in the day. And as often as people would try and say that you can't do something now, a lot of forethought and a lot of con- a lot of con- basic conversation has gone on in families and m- as many circles as you can name as far as how things have changed. But Mm -hmm. just because they've changed doesn't mean that it's bad. Not Of course, not everything that changes is good, but it doesn't mean that it's all the changes that have happened are bad. And to me, just because of the fact that things aren't the way that you feel as though they should be, you want to tax and you want to basically come against any and everything that you see That's bad. So here you are, Mr. DeSantis, with this big hammer and this big gavel to say that your way is the right way. And I would guarantee you that if you I would assume I'll put it that way. I would assume that if you talk to anybody in your family, they will let you know nobody. You're not always right. Mm -hmm. Trust and believe. So that that's where that to me, that's where it's coming from. And we have to make sure that we fight against that. We fight against that with everything that we have on the inside of us. So, Absolutely. um again, it's but in, in this bill, like you said, this bill has so many different things when it talks about the systematic racism, the sexism, the privilege. And they want to say how these things are basically inherent in our U.S. government. And, and they want to teach against saying that this is not the truth. This is not the way that it is. This is not right. all of these things here. And and like you said, there is proof.
1: Yeah, that it is. it's demonstrable proof that systemic racism exists today as it has in the past.
0: Yes, de- definitely. So these are things that, like I said, we have to make sure. And that's why we want to make sure that everybody knows and everybody understands that, look, these this is what's happening. These are the things that's going on. So we look at DEI, DAI, and we look at, again, the diversity. We look at the uh, the equity, the uh, how things are going across the board. We were talking earlier about how, and I saw this, again, this segment on how Mortgages were being given out, and yep. within the system itself, it had where it was racially biased based on who got a mortgage. Yep. So, if and where it, 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 it was inherent, and here's the thing it was written in the algorithm. So, if this is something that is written in your algorithm, in your system, how can you say that it's not a system issue? So when you look at that, the systematic racism, when you look at those particular things and you say it's not a system, it's not. So we want to come against that. And or if you want to go back to and we can always go back to to, to racism and how things were. And my thing is, it's and I'm not saying that anybody that's here now were living during slavery and stuff like that, but it's just because of the fact that you don't say it doesn't mean that it didn't happen just because you don't want to talk about these particular things doesn't mean that it didn't happen and just because they're in a book and somebody read about it does not mean that it didn't happen so it's or that it's wrong so these are the things that this particular bill is really fighting against and we have to make sure that we educate ourselves our kids to say that we want you to be to be informed we want you to go to you know the website and did you find which website did you find the the bill
1: so you can find all of the bills from the state of florida this one was flsenate.gov. it's tough to get in there i'll make sure the link is in the show notes okay but there's a couple things that i was thinking of as you were talking here and one is that These types of bills are putting the comfort of white children over the truth and the reality that Black children and Black students live every single day. And that's just Mm -hmm. not appropriate. And they've been doing this in the K-12 system. And there's a lot of things that are going on this bill that are part of an ongoing attack on higher education in the state of Florida as well. And they go beyond this culture war components, actually Mm -hmm. power consolidation and the ability of the government to dictate what's going on. So let me just highlight a couple other things that are happening in this bill that's worthwhile. So not only can the different departments have more parameters on what they teach, but now they're trying to eliminate even, I believe, gender studies and racial and ethnic studies across the state as well. Mm -hmm. They basically eliminated tenure and this tenure was on its way out i am a millennial academic which means that the ability to have an actual full-time academic job the window closed a long time ago because you have older folks who are staying in those positions longer as the universities have cut back their staff so over 75 percent of staff at universities are part-time adjunct instructors just like me Mm -hmm. and that's true all across the state it's a way for them to save money it's very difficult you know labor wise, it's a terrible system. Okay. Let's put it right. that way. I also can't join the union, but that's part of this union busting as well. The thing that happens though, with the academics who do happen to have a full-time position is they can get tenure. And that means they don't have to continuously go through review. Now this happens, you have to be an academic for a long time before that happens. This bill established what they call a post tenure review panel. So basically it eliminates tenure. and means these folks are constantly going to need to be trying to keep their job. And that's just a real shame for the folks who have been in the field and specialists for a long time. They have proven themselves and that's how they got tenure. Well, that should stay the way that it is. Additionally, there's power consolidation behind the president of the university. And it. this may seem as a surprise, but the universities themselves are usually quite large in terms of their systems and they have different roles. This basically says that all the senior level hiring is up to the president. And this is unique in such that DeSantis has been Firing presidents across the right, state actually, yes. at, and putting them in. Now, I will give a pitch out for our local university here in Southwest Florida Gulf Coast University, mm-hmm. just hired an amazing. Professor Oshigal Timor, who I'd worked with on workforce and education as part of the Future Makers Coalition. She's very deeply committed to the community, been part of universities here and working to help Southwest Florida. There was somebody who DeSantis had approved that was the second runner up for that job. Now, here's what's happening there, by the way. The board is trying to cut Dr. Timor's contract short. They're giving her a much shorter contract than they've given other presidents of the university. And it's a way to try to get that controlled. There's also components that give the board control over parts of the university that they never have as well. So this is part of that power grab, the consolidation that we've seen behind Ron DeSantis. It's part of the attacks on higher ed. Years past, we also had the, we had to do these surveys about our political affiliation. The civic literacy test, they've passed three different bills on this. Mm, over the past few years. So every time I teach this class, I I have a new set of regulations that I have to tell the students. They also now have to take a different civic literacy test on top of my course. And I tell my students, go ahead and write your state legislature. It wasn't me. (laughs) I
0: got you. I got you. Exactly. Part of this, there was
1: something like called a political like uh, oath test or something. Mm -hmm. That's a weird thing. I do not know why they put it in there, but I'll tell you what, I've never seen anything like that. And I don't know what they're talking about, but it's something that they are trying to insist that the universities are indoctrinating and hiring only liberals. And it's simply not the case.
0: The regulations and the additional things that they're including into what's required and stuff, that's going to affect the students. Now, with those additions, now, does that really increase, I guess, the workload of the student having to take additional classes? Yeah, it did.
1: So the one in 2021 session did. Okay. So it went from students having to just take my class or the civic literacy test to taking my class and the civic literacy test. Okay. Okay.
0: So, so yeah. Like, so that's oh, test.
1: there was one more piece in that I almost forgot about. What was that? That's the one about allowing speakers on campus. So they changed the requirements of allowing speakers on campus and they changed it from... The original wording was like scholars, academics, experts in their field to like anybody who's interesting or entrepreneurs. What? <laughs> yes, and this was the one that I when I was in Tallahassee and was watching the floor debate mm-hmm. on this bill that Spencer Roach, who is one of the co-sponsors of the bill, who is a, 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 a House seventy-six here, so it's right next door, mm-hmm. to and us. he was getting grilled because he was being asked as to whether or not this would allow hate speech on campus. So for instance, Mm -hmm. would Nazis be able to come on campus and he was him and hawing and going, I'm not sure. I guess it depends on if it's, they're a person of note, but definitely I don't think people like that would be allowed. (laughs) And it was a very long, grueling, I think it was Yvonne Hinson was one of the reps that was going after him about that. And it just brings up this ridiculous, discussion on it. So they've added in this ability to basically let anybody come on campus, Mm -hmm. no matter what their credentials are, and give speeches and influence the youth, even if they're they're having propaganda or hate speech.
0: Which is so crazy because if you're looking and you're one of the co-sponsors of this particular bill, and when someone's asking you a question, you know, about the bill and the intent, I would think, just me, That you would be able to at least say what this, what your intent is for the bill. So when someone asks you this question and then you say, I I don't know if it really,
1: maybe it will. I don't know. I don't think so. Like, it's definitely not supposed to let Nazis on campus. I don't think. It was ridiculous. The film of it is because they were just going after. Their, it was something like, would the Proud Boys versus a Nazi be allowed to come on? And he was like, oh, because there, there was some qualification, and it was like a speaker of note or something like that. Okay. So like, I guess like somebody who's who that's a a lot Nazis have been around for a long time so does that make them a legitimate speaker and yeah I don't think so but basically the language is written as such that it's vague and open enough Mm -hmm. that it will very likely allow for speakers to come into the university to be even sponsored by the university have hate speech as long as they meet these very loose
0: criteria of being of note or whatever and it would be very interesting to see what the outtake would be if they had someone from the Proud Boys, the representative from the Nazis, and a Black Panther. So <laughs> you just want to cause a riot? I'm, <laughs> I'm saying so. So can all of them speak, or can none of them speak?
1: And it's like the Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Is and right? It's like, yeah. Can. None of them speak, or all of them speak, and I think it's going to be. You're right; it's going to be an interesting uh, to see how they apply it. And I said it's not going to be applied evenly.
0: Exactly that, and that's my point. Yeah, that's my point. So when you accept, I don't know, maybe see, but that's where all of that again, that the diversity piece, the inclusion, and all of those, that's where all of that comes in. And this is where, just like I was saying earlier, how the system itself in this particular bill, but how this begins to or just continues to. Degradate our the society and the way that we do mm-hmm. Quote-unquote business now, the way that socially How things are going to, how things are morphing into At least that's how DeSantis wants things to morph into To where it's totally a whitewash of everything That this is how we're going to do it Taking yeah. everything out because everything else is wrong Everything else is, like he would say That the way that the system is and the diversity Is basically the way that, I can't remember how he put it And he was on a segment to was it today or yesterday? But here recently, how to say that DEI was basically discrimination, something and something. I can't m- remember exactly the acronym used for it at that particular time, but definitely discrimination. And my thing is, it's discrimination, but discrimination how and a discrimination against who? So where does this come from? So this is something that. Like you say, this bill itself- from White
1: is, Fragility, I believe.
0: Yeah, I have no idea. But
1: this <laughs> bill- I do want to say shout out to, so he went to New College to sign this, which right, is exactly, kind of a punch right. in the face as well. But I know that there was a series of local activists that were there to show him that his moves on consolidating power and culture wars in the university and college system are not welcome. Mm-hmm. And they brought a whole bunch of, boxes of puddings, because that's something that I believe Trump or somebody had said about DeSantis. Shout out for originality on that. <laughs> I know,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, that, that's cool. Oh, man, that's something there. Yeah. Wow. I wish I had seen that. Man, its it, its it's sad, and it's sad, and it's sad that we're coming to this particular stage of our society and how people are, again, going back to placing laws that's totally to me, just asinine. It really makes yes. no sense for this type of legislation. It makes no sense with this type of you know treatment of people in today's society because again, you have our society is so diverse. Mm-hmm. People would say that no matter what, and they would say that Florida is one of the most diverse states in the country. But you want to take the diversity out of and begin to be very exclusive to certain groups and certain classes of people that it's like i said you just want to whitewash everything and it's not that way i don't care how you look at it and what you say it's to- it, it's it just makes no sense at all so from the education piece from the workforce piece and then just continuing on that down the line in society they're just trying to change the way that society basically is and regardless of what you know he's not going to do because of the fact that we have great people that's going to continue to fight and continue to speak up. We have great people that's going to continue to lift up their voice, to let their voices be heard so that we can combat this type of legislation this type these types of attacks regardless of who it is not just this Thanks. but I don't care who it is uh, yep. we we don't wanna, we want to make sure that we continue to fight this we want to make sure that we continue to allow our voices to be heard and be heard loud and clear and we could do that when we go to the polls so making sure that everyone get out and vote everyone get out and vote make sure that you go sign up for mail in ballots and or if you, even if you didn't do that just make sure you go out and vote because your vote tells a story your vote tells tells of what you want happen the things that you want to see things that you want things that you want to see make sure that those things are there and we want to make sure that you support the people that believe and fight for the things that you believe and want to fight for. So right. again make sure you get out and vote. Make sure you do lead.vote there's that go. website lead.vote Lead.vote. so make sure you go and go to lead dot vote. Go to lead.vote and get your mail in ballot at lead.vote. If I didn't say it before, it's lead.vote. <laughs> I want to make sure that we do that because this is so important. Because to be perfectly honest, I'm not sure if, because DeSantis, he hasn't quite declared that he's running for president, has he? Nope,
1: not yet. It should be anytime now. He's got his committee and all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah, and obviously this is just one of those pieces of the culture war for him. He doesn't really care what happens to us no, here he doesn't, in Florida. He doesn't. He
0: really this doesn't. is
1: not about the high quality education for our students. This is about making a point. This is about making a point and owning the libs and fighting woke or whatever other malarkey he wants to talk about. This yeah. is nothing about improving quality of education nope. in the state of Florida. None,
0: none, because it doesn't. It doesn't. It's amazing how he can stand up there and say all the things that he wants to say, because he has the mic. It is what it is. But like you say, where is the quality of education? Where is the improvement in our educational system? They want to continue to pull things out of and really hinder and restrict what can be read, what can be... And to me, when you do things like that, you only restrict the knowledge that that someone is able to gain. When you restrict what they're able to have access to, you restrict what they're able to gain. You restrict the education. You, The people come out, and this is one thing that I saw a piece on this, that in China, I think it is, they're working with AI in schools.
1: Mm.
0: And in the schools, they, with the AI technology, they're able to tell when a student is engaged, when a student is not engaged, they're mm. able to at least let the, uh, the teacher know that if they're losing a student and then they just totally get lost somewhere out in left field, they're able to bring them back in. To me, with that kind of forward thinking with that kind of technology and these this is where we need to be going. Can we, from the state of where we are now, begin to press on and make our educational system better, make our educational wow. system one that you know is a leading leading country in, education and how we teach our kids and how our kids learn, what we can give them and how they can begin to grow and begin to lead in certain areas of whatever it is, in any area of the workforce. Let our kids be able to do those things. But with the hindrance of being able to give them things to read, just because it says a black boy or or a a Mexican or a Latin girl or something like that, now all of a sudden that book is not qualified to be able to be read in school. Really? Forgetting all the other educational advancements or educational pieces that it may have associated with them just because it says a black boy or a white girl or a mexican boy or whatever because it says that now you want to pull it out of the educational system and that's Mm -hmm. that's crazy that's we're going backwards definitely going backwards definitely definitely Definitely. let's get out and vote guys let's get out and vote again stay in the
1: know right now you you know it's howard Howard staff
0: you have to be you gotta know so
1: We went on this, the Senate Bill 266. It's more to meet the eye. It's talking about DEI, but it's also an attack on higher education and a lot of consolidation of power on the back end. And now you know that. So thanks so much,
0: Howard. Thank you guys so much for having me. I thank you for joining in and tuning in and just listening. And please reach out to Big Mouth Media, a shout out to Big Mouth Media. We want to make sure that you support independent media and make sure that you get out and again, look at all of the, podcasts that are associated with Dr. Beignet's media company. And we want to make sure that we support that. Don't just listen, but become a part, become a part, become a. Follow a, us on a, social a, media. media, follow us on social media, but also for $5 for $50, whatever, a- you can join, join definitely. Because we want to make sure that you hear not just now, you know, you want to hear the juice. There are so many other pieces. The juice is a great one too. I know the juice is a great one. But-
1: Misinformation with Rebecca Jones. So many great podcasts. You can get all of them for $19.99 a month That's as well. That's what I'm talking about. Or a, a, a dollars a year. That will help us make sure that we're taking care of everybody. We got high quality production. This is important. It, it, media has been under attack in the state of Florida as well. Yes. And mm-hmm. if you want people to be able to dive into these bills and bring you the real information, you're going to need us here at Big Mom. Media. So go and check us out at BigMouthMediaFL.com That's
0: what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So now you know. Now you know. know. We want to thank you guys so much again and we're going to see you guys next time. I am Howard Sapp with Now You Know and we will see you when we see you.